Welcome to the Disney Points Podcast, where our goal is to help you take that dream Disney vacation without blowing through your savings. With ticket costs and hotel prices constantly on the rise, we want to show you what's possible when you introduce credit card points and miles to the Disney equation. I'm Kim Shearer. And I'm Sam Holland. And you can find me on the web at almostfreetraveling.com or on Instagram at almostfreetraveling. And where can they find you, Kim? You can find me on my blog, thatminivanlife.com, or at my Instagram account, at thatminivanlifeblog. And now, this is the Disney Points Podcast. Today's guest is my friend Ashley from Ashley Gets Around on Instagram. If you follow her, then you already know she's a wizard when it comes to things like hacking American Airlines status and finding the best deals on overseas business class flights. But did you also know that she is an expert when it comes to Genie Plus? In today's episode, she's going to teach Kim and I all of her secret ways. We're here to talk about Genie Plus and hacking VIP tours, but I really want people to know about the exclusive service that you offer for um, premium class flights. Okay. So I am addicted to flying business class. Um, and so I have a subscription service where I send business class flight deals, mostly international to people via email. So it's kind of like Scott's Jeep flights or some of those other programs, except I only do business class and first class, um, and some premium economy, but mostly, business class. And yeah, I found some really sweet deals. A lot of people have gotten to fly business class for a lot less or what they would pay for economy. So that's kind of my, my thing. I love when people book business class flight deals and I'm into AA status. So I have an e-course coming out all about how to hack AA status and how to maximize your miles and your loyalty points and all of that stuff as well. We need to talk more about Genie Plus. We started talking about it on the last episode and Kim and I have re-recorded with someone else who ha- uses a different Genie Plus strategy than you. And we, Kim and I still don't understand Genie okay. Plus. And, and Kim is going to Disney World in January. So, okay. So G- I have a different way of doing Genie Plus though. What's That's the, the normal way? What do people normally do? Act like we're... Kim and I are both like experiential learners. We need to be in the park doing it or we don't understand. So explain it to us. Really dumb it down for us. Genie Plus. I would say that most normal people, and this is not me because I do not do this, go into the app like first thing in the morning at 7 a.m. to pick their first, you know, Genie Plus for the day. And I would say that most people pick their like number one, bucket list ride. So Slinky Dog Dash, Frozen, um, what are some of the other ones? Like whatever else is, you know, people want to do for that day. Yeah. And I would say for the first one, like the 7 a.m., I sort of do the same. So especially if I'm park hopping and I see like Slinky Dog Dash, I tend to pick that one. Or, um, you know, because I've just noticed that like Slinky Dog Dash at Rope Drop is always crazy. Um, whereas like Pandora, because of how many people can ride Pandora at once, like rope dropping Pandora is not really bad or like, um, yeah, it's not bad. Um, but then how I, and so then I would say after that one, like if you're 
picking your next one at like nine or whatever time you can pick it, I would say most people just go in the order of things that they want to do. So like, if you're like in, you know, I would say you probably don't need, um, Genie Plus for Animal Kingdom, um, or Epcot personally, um, because you could just buy individual lightning lanes if you want to ride Ratatouille. Um, and they're still doing boarding groups for, um, Guardians of the Galaxy, mm-hmm. um, which I'm so excited to ride in a couple weeks. I cannot wait. I'm so Me excited. Too. Um, cause it was, I did a VIP tour last time I was at Disney and it was like two, 10 days away from opening, but they'd already been having some preview events and we tried to see if they would let us get in there, but I don't think we got a very good VIP lady. Um, because she was like, no, she like wouldn't even ask. And we had heard other VIP tours had like gotten in early. <laughs> so I don't know. Um, so anyway, let me, can I back up and ask you a clarifying question? So yeah, um, let's just say that <clears throat> I'm going to Epcot and I do want to get Genie Plus. So okay. in the app before the app. you go. Yes. Because like at Disneyland, you can just get to the park and go, oh, it's kind of crowded here. I think I want to buy Genie Plus. You can do that at Disney World too. Okay, so do they, but do they sell out? I I don't know. I've never I've never done it like that because I always okay. buy Genie Plus. Okay, okay, okay. So we'll go back to your scenario. I got up I, at six fifty five, let's say, because at seven a.m. first I'm going to get a boarding group for Guardians. So I go yes. in, I do that, I get a group, and then I can also get a lightning link for it if I want. So yes. when you go, so after you get your boarding group for guardians, you go back into genie plus and is it like you're vying for a spot for your favorite ride as early as possible with a whole bunch of other people. So you're like quickly choosing things. Basically. But okay. here's the thing is I think it's better. I will say the thing I like about genie plus is I think it is better than the old system of fast passes where you could go and pick, you know, test track however many days in advance of your stay. I feel like that's kind of, I don't know, annoying. Um, And I think they also like people would forget that they had booked, you know, test track or whatever. And I think it wasn't as efficient. So I think it makes more sense the morning of the people that are in the park currently or the people that have passes for the park that day are then picking those rides. Um, so yeah, so I would, you can pick at 7am, like your next top ride. So whether that's like frozen or soaring or test track, I think that Epcot's probably not the best use of genie plus. Um, well, but just assume, cause some people still buy it. I mean, I buy it, but I'm probably not like the target customer. Okay. But I want, I just want to use it as an example. Yes. One number one, because it has also a virtual queue. Competing. Yes. So you're going to do that first and then you're going yes, to go you in. you have to do that first. Okay. You do that. You get you get your boarding group. You also might buy a lightning lane for that same ride. I so would do that twice. Third. That's how I would do it. Okay. And then are when you're going in to pick your Genie Plus rides, are you, are they giving you different times for different rides or you have to do it in order? Like, okay, what are you going to do first? And then what are you going to do two hours after that? No, no, no. You can pick it at any time. So, so for example, if let's just say frozen, you get your, you get your guardians of the galaxy, um, 
virtual queue, you get a boarding number, and then you go back in to your Genie Plus and say, like, Frozen is your big ticket. Like, you know, your kids really want to ride Frozen. And all that's left for Frozen is, like, 4 p.m., 4.30, 5, 7.30, or whatever. You can book that for 4 p.m., and then then that is, like, locked in as, like, a genie plus selection or I still want to call it fast pass. So you still have like quote virtual tickets to skip the line at 4 PM for frozen. Then two hours later, like say that's your 7 AM choice at 9 AM or whenever the second choice opens, you can pick another ride and that can actually be earlier. So you could end up getting soaring for like 10 30 AM. It doesn't have to be in order. Oh, Okay. They're just like think of them like reservations. Like it they're just, just it just clicked for me. Be- okay, yeah. so okay, if you were going, if you were prioritizing a certain ride, so you went, yes. you went in and Frozen. You're like, I have to ride Frozen. My daughter can't miss it, and the only thing left is 4 p.m. You schedule it, and yes. then, and then you can't schedule another one until two hours after yeah. 7 a.m. Yes. So how it works is you get, you get your 7am pick and that's your first one. And then it's either two hours later or two hours after the park opens fully for everybody. So not including extra magic hours. So let's say Epcot opens at 9am. So you picked at seven, then um, it opens at 9 a.m. and you can pick another one at 9 or 10 whatever it is like now I'm forgetting the exact rules but it's like shortly after the park opens that doesn't mess with your frozen reservation you can still keep that and so then your next one can be you know a top ticket item or it could just be like whatever's open so let's say you go back in at 10 a.m. it's time for you to pick another light um uh, I want to say fast pass. Another lightning genie. lane. Lightning lane. Thank you. You can go in and pick another lightning lane ticket. Um, and at 10 a.m. you decide, okay, we're going to do test track. And there's like a reservation at 11. And you're like, well, that's perfect. We can have a snack, walk over, do test track. So then at 11, you tap your magic band or your phone. As soon as you tap into that ride, you can pick another genie plus lightning lane ashley is that the way you do it or do you have another strategy that you find works better than waiting the two hours so i have sort of a similar strategy so for example let's just take let's just say we're doing all four parks in one day (laughs) or park hopping i my first 7 a.m genie plus selection is probably going to be one of the rides that I don't think is going to pop back up. So typically it's like Slinky Dog Dash or if I'm in, let's say Epcot is the park that I'm doing. I'm not park hopping. I'm only doing Epcot. Then I'm probably going to pick Frozen or Ratatouille or one of the other ones that have longer lines. Even Um, if it's later in the day, you're going to pick that. Even if it's later in the day. So if you're doing Magic Kingdom and you see Mine Train, Mine Train always has a long line. Even towards fireworks so that's you know obviously for magic kingdom like mine train is probably my priority so i see mine train i pick it um say i luck out i get like a 2 p.m group boarding group lightning lane for mine train then 
uh, two hours later or two hours after the park opens, I get to pick another lightning lane. So at that point, how I do it different is I don't pick the number two thing that I want to do. I pick whatever I'm closest to that has the closest boarding time. So let's just say I'm in Magic Kingdom and I'm, you know, near the castle. So kind of central. And I got my mind, my mind, uh, I want to say Minecraft, mind train. (laughs) Mind train was my first one. Now it's 10 a.m. I get to pick another one. And let's say Space Mountain has a 10.05 or a 10.15 boarding group. Done. So even though maybe like I'd rather, you know, do Space Mountain later, doesn't matter. I just pick whatever is a is open and is close and has a soon boarding time. So it's 10 a.m. I'm like, okay, perfect. Space Mountain, check off. I walk over to Space Mountain. They typically give you like a little bit of leeway. So I've gotten there five minutes early before. And so I can tap in. Once I tap my magic band, I'm able to pick another ride. So then typically what I'll do is look and see, okay, maybe Buzz Lightyear is available because that's right near Space Mountain. And I Mm -hmm. see, okay, Buzz Lightyear has a 1030 boarding group available or lightning lane. So then I book that. I ride Space Mountain. I get off Space Mountain and I walk like the two minutes it takes to get to Toy Story to Buzz Lightyear. Once I tap into Buzz Lightyear, I do the same thing. I pick something with a boarding group that is close. And I do prioritize things I want to do. Like, I'm probably not picking um, a lightning lane for, like, the carousel or, you know, it's a small world or something. I I personally tend to want to do, you know, the mountains or, um, you know, Haunted Mansion, those sort of things. And I find that over the course of the day, because I book it like that, I'm able to get a ton more value out of my Genie Plus than a lot of other people. Because I think what a lot of people do is they're like, all right, guys, like, our priority is like, Mine Train, Space Mountain, Big Thunder Mountain, and Haunted Mansion, like those four, because I would say that most people probably average three or four. Uh Uh-huh. Because those are like the big ticket ones. Those are the big ticket ones. And so I think like what a lot of people do is they, you know, they get their mind train. The second one they pick, maybe they get, um, you know, let's just say they really want to do Big Thunder Mountain. So they get that one, but the boarding, the boarding time's not till four or something. So then they have from 10 a.m. to four, two hours later, they can pick another one. But what a lot of people end up doing is they're like, okay, well now it's noon and I can pick another one. And they pick another one with like another later boarding time. So then you're having to only pick one every two hours where I'm picking one sometimes every 30 minutes because I'm just picking like whatever's close. So for Epcot, what I've done a couple times is I rope drop test track because it has a solo rider and I do that. And then I usually just ride test track like 20 times. In a row. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not kidding. Last time I rode it like 10 times because I take it. That's your favorite. I love test track. Like it's, it's great. Never, never gets old. Um, and so, yeah, so I'm like over at test track and they're like, there's Ashley riding test track. Um, do you so design I, the car? No, 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 no. You don't okay, if but, you're in solo rider. And I know, but this is really funny because my family kept riding it over and over single rider, but my boys would stop and design the car because you can in the single rider line. And then we go through, it's a walk-on if you're a single rider, but they're, they're like splitting us all up. But so we're all with these other families who like designed a car and like want a group picture. And then you're like the single person (laughs) in it with them. And it's so awkward. 
<laughs> well, I will say if you if you rope drop, um, a lot of times people um that's not their priority because people are running towards like soaring or they're going to Ratatouille and you know Frozen, so they all go the other direction. Um, and they want to keep the line moving. And so I can't tell you, I would say I probably rode it 10 times in a row last time I was there because I had early magic hours and I was like, I'm just going to do test track. Like everybody went to frozen. I'm going to test track. And I just wrote it over and over and over again. And four of the times I was in a car by myself because the people in line weren't moving fast enough. And they, the people running the ride were trying to get people in the cars and they were like, just go. And so it was really fun. Like I wrote it so many times and they would like see me come, like by the time the lady was like, she, I think she originally thought I had Jeannie uh, plus, but I, she realized I was doing single rider because it's actually the same line. Mm-hmm. It merges to the same line, Jeannie plus and single rider. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but yeah, so how I do that is like, you know, I am at test track. It's time for me to pick another another lightning lane so I went in and I picked spaceship earth which okay it never has more than like a 20 30 minute line but it had a boarding group available like within five minutes and I was like oh done so like I walk over tag into you know tap my magic band into spaceship earth and then I pick mission space which is like right there and then as I go ride mission space as soon as I tap in I pick soaring for like 15 minutes later and then I go do soaring and then I did like living with the land like all of that stuff and so really by noon I've done the first I've done like all the rides in the front of the park so does it ever happen that you run out of time in the day and because of the way you do it, there is like a big ride like Remy's or something that you could never ride. No. Okay. So that's, <laughs> that's, that's never good happened. to know because no. some, some people are like first timers. <laughs> They've never ridden any of them. They bought Genie Plus and they're like, I, well, I think that's what I'm worried about. I'm worried that I'm going to like, okay. So from what I, let me just repeat what you're saying and see if I have it right. So you're okay. in the morning at 7am, you're picking like the most like your highest priority ride. Yes. And will you always see all the rides or is it possible that at 7 a.m. that's not even there anymore? And I'm very vigilant about being there, being on there at 7 a.m. Yeah, we're pretty so good about that too. So I'm thinking we should So be typically, able. you know, I mean, there's definitely times where like, you know, I got, I didn't get Slinky Dog Dash and that was like, Slinky Dog Dash tends to always be my priority because I feel like the line's always horrible. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like it's easier to get into some of the Star Wars rides than it is Slinky Dog Dash. Um, so that typically is my priority. But I've gotten it pretty much every time but one. And then the day that I didn't get that, I was able to get mine trained. So it wasn't like that big of a loss. But I would say there's a few rides that I definitely prioritize. Um, so like, for example, if you are doing one park a day, you're in Animal Kingdom, you get on at 7 a.m. You can't get either either of the Pandora rides. You go for Kilimanjaro safaris because sometimes that one gets a long line. And then two hours later, I'm back in there looking for Pandora. And I have noticed that some of those bigger items, bigger ticket rides do pop up later in the day. I just wouldn't bet on it. Like okay. if you know that you're in Animal Kingdom and you want to ride Flight of Passage because you've never gotten to ride it then at 7 a.m. that needs to be your priority. It's the rides after that that I like just pick based on 
the time and like where I am. Cause then you get more of them. Cause I think my view is, is those 20, 30 minute wait times add up over the course of the day. Right. So okay. like for me, I don't want to wait 30 minutes to ride mission space, even though I like that ride, but I'll wait, you know, 90 seconds uh-huh. if I get a, if I can get a boarding group or a lightning lane. I would wait zero seconds for that ride, but that's just me. <laughs> that ride is scarier than you think. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I did it one time and it messed me up. Wait, which There's... ride? Mission, Mission Space. Space. Oh, Missions. I've oh that one. No, yeah. it's horrible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess maybe younger people might like it, but no, it messes I mean, me up. I... So I feel like we're the same age, but <laughs> <laughs> but it just messes with I my head and my are. stomach. I can't. Yeah, it's yeah that's true. I can't do it. Um, so, um, I, I do think that the a la carte lightning lanes are the ones that sell out. True. But I have noticed they open them up later in the day too. Oh, okay. So sometimes it's like they projected that they were sold out of guardians, but then it might open back up. Okay. Not for guardians. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't say for guardians, but I would okay. say for like rise I've seen like rise open up before like but also I wouldn't count on it like if you know that's your priority so typically like I can already tell you how my friend and I have already planned Epcot because we're doing Epcot for a whole day we're not park hopping which is new for me I don't ever do that I always park hop Mm -hmm. and but we're still doing we're not going to do genie plus that day but we are doing an individual lightning lane purchase for guardians so that's our priority so like getting the free boarding group and then going back in and buying it for the 15 dollars or whatever so we can know that we get to ride it twice perfect so i would there's something like that that you know you're going to pay for the extra uh lightning lane um then doing that in the morning for sure because those can sell out and you only are allowed two of them anyway. Well, um, will you also buy a Remy's lightning lane and a frozen lightning lane? Do those have, both have a la carte? Just Remy's, think, right? Yeah. Remy's has a la carte. So I did when Remy's first opened and then, I mean, to me, like I've ridden it in Paris. I've wrote it a bunch in Epcot now. So for me, that's not like, I mean, it's fun if you're seven, but like, it's not <laughs> like, it's not, like it's a cool ride. I it's definitely like a cute little. I like the like trackless, you know, whatever. But honestly, I prefer the Minnie and Mickey's Runaway Railroad uh-huh. more than the Remy's. So, what's your plan, Kim? What are you oh going to buy? Okay, so Epcot? so far, we were not planning on doing Genie Plus for Epcot or Animal Kingdom, based on several people's advice, including Ashley. I don't think you need to do it. Yeah, so I think we're gonna. We, we saved some money on our ticket. So I'm thinking, you know, the amount we saved, we can put towards Genie Plus for Magic Kingdom and Hollywood Studios. That's the plan. I think mm-hmm. that you need Genie Plus for both those parks. Okay, good. So that's the plan. And then maybe after listening to you explain some of that, maybe we'll pay for the Guardians one. But maybe mm-hmm. we'll try to get the queue in the morning. And if we don't get it, then that'll be like the backup plan. Is there yeah, any I way think- that mm-hmm. that could backfire on us? No. no. Okay. Okay. I would, I think you'll be able to get the free boarding group. Are they doing how they did um, Rise where they um, open some at seven and then do another one at one? Mm-hmm. Yes. And then they're also opening another one for the late hours the day mm-hmm. we're going. And oh, you, so you're good. You'll okay. be able to get it. You'll get it. Okay. You'll right, get that's, it. That's our plan for now. I'm hoping not to spend anything. Yeah. I mean, it just, you know, 
I mean, it adds up because you're taking kids. So that's the other thing. That's like, the problem. I, yeah. You're like, that's the problem. It's yeah, the that is the problem. The kids are the <laughs> problem. The kids Wait, are okay, the problem. You're staying at the dolphin, right, Kim? Yes. Your strategy, if you would like to know what I think. Yeah, go ahead. Should be to get the 7 a.m. boarding group. Assuming mm-hmm. you get it, rope drop Remy's. Yeah, so this I just saw something where people go in the back entrance. Yeah. No, you need to go. I was literally getting ready to say that. Yes. Okay. And we're staying, you know, right by the the boardwalk area. So we can walk there Mm -hmm. and then go right to Remy's. And then hopefully Mm -hmm. in the morning. Well, no, I don't need to book anything. No. Right? That's you'll go right to Remy's and then you'll ride Frozen. Okay. And and after that, the rest should be somewhat like what's left. Yes. Soren and Test Track are the ones that we're concerned about. The rest about. are easy. Yeah. Okay. I mean, don't forget about the Mexican ride. I love well, that ride. We will definitely do that. But that one never has a long wait. I want them to turn that into a complete Coco ride. Yes, yes they I should bet you they turn do it into day. a Coco ride. Coco ride. I think they will um, too. But yeah, Epcot, honestly, if you can just get like Remy's done in the morning through the back entrance and then Mm -hmm. head over to frozen even if you wait 30 45 minutes to frozen by the time you're done with that that's easy because soaring you can get in at some point in the day with no weight Mm -hmm. um test track if you have to single rider but typically test track at night drops down to really low too um and then the rest are just snacks like the rest of the park is snacks. (laughs) the the rest is just eating so you know And then you have mobile um, order. What's the, what's the age limit for single rider? Seven. Oh, okay. Well, we can all have families. Good, right? Yeah. I mean, it might take okay. some convincing. I know. The youngest one of my one. kids doesn't like, to, yeah, my youngest does not like to ride single rider, but we're like, come on, we're doing yeah. it. Okay. I, I want to go back to Genie Plus because I still have so many more questions. We've kind of gone over Epcot, what a good strategy yes. would be. Um, and I heard you mention Magic Kingdom a lot, and it does make sense. I think that one has the most attraction, so that would probably be yeah, it does. the number one contender for Genie Plus. I would actually argue that Hollywood Studios would be. Ooh, okay. Well, let's talk, let's tackle them one by one. Like, what would okay. your strategy be for each one? Okay, so for Hollywood Studios, my strategy, like, assuming you're not park hopping, would be 7 a.m. Slinky Dog Dash. You're, um, you're, you're signing up for it or you're rope dropping it? Oh, no, I'm, I'm signing up for it. Okay. Wait, so, okay, hold on, though, because are they still doing um, virtual lines? For, what, no, for are Rise. they still doing for Rise or no? See, I don't think they do anymore. You're so doing you Hollywood. purchase the Lightning Lane. For Rise? At, well, yes. You're making for me question. Yes, you can. Okay, yeah, okay. so that's it. Here. Here are two ways. So one, if you're more budget conscious, then I would pick Rise as my first lightning lane at Mm -hmm. 7 a.m. Because that's Mm -hmm. like the most popular. It sometimes breaks down. Like you just, you don't want to chance it with that. I personally, and granted, I travel by myself. So I'm not having to buy, you know, four children, $15 lightning lanes. Mm -hmm. I would probably still go Slinky Dog Dash for my first lightning lane choice. And then I would pay the $15 for Rise. That's how I did it last time that I went. Okay. So let's assume that that day it cost me $15 per person to buy Genie Plus. And then it's an additional $15. 
to no, purchase. No, you have children. Rex. That's too. That's too much. That's I would a lot go. Of money, I would. But you could. I would pick. I would pick Rise as your first choice. As my first option. And then try yeah. to avoid paying for that individually. And I, I would try to avoid paying for it individually. Okay. And then I would rope drop sleep. See, the problem with Hollywood Studios is all of the big rides are on the same side of the park. Can I throw mm-hmm. another wrench in there? I think we're going to do that park twice because we have a five-day pass. And we would normally, like our traditional strategy is to do Magic Kingdom two days. But I really think that Hollywood Studios has now moved to a place where it needs to be. Yeah, no, I well, then you have less mm-hmm. issues, right? That's what I'm thinking. Have, then... My kids would have rather gone to Epcot twice, but they're a little really? bit older. Yes, what do they love about Epcot? Can I ask? They loved Test Track, Guardians. <laughs> we all um, love they would have done Test Track and Guardians and Mission Space <laughs> over and over and over again. Okay, oh my god, so I fit in really well with your family. <laughs> I know, except Darren, you would embarrass him, but who cares? <laughs> That's fine. You can just leave the kids with me, and me and the kids yeah. will go through the test. Oh track. my gosh, Ashley's gonna babysit. <laughs> the kids will be like, "Who is this crazy lady? We love her." But then I don't get to be with you. But you and my oldest son would have so much fun together because he is just fun and loves adventure and would ride those three rides with you over and over and over again. I love it. That would be so fun. Yeah, we'll have to make it happen. Um, Okay, but back to Hollywood Studios. For would you do two days there? Two days at Magic Kingdom? Who me? I. I don't know what you think. Oh yeah. How old are you? How old are your kids? Uh, thirteen, ten, and nine. Yeah, maybe Hollywood Studios, because they're really into Star Wars. I feel like it would give us more time to like. You can adventure. build the lightsabers and stuff. We yeah, have we've done Galaxy's that. Edge in Disneyland, right? Um. No. Well, no. Me and Ross have the kids were not with us. Oh, but they but we've done it at Disney World. Like my two older ones have built lightsabers, and my youngest has done a a droid. So we've like done that stuff. But I'm more thinking like it would be fun to pop into what's the the cantina. Yes, I I we we haven't done that. I would say it just. I would say that it just depends. Like I think that you could still on in January probably just do one day at. I would say that if you're picking apart for two days, my my personal preference is always magic kingdom twice because it's the most rides and i think that's yeah like the most. um but then also I'm hollywood torn. studios which used to be the park that i'm like oh that's a two-hour park max yeah it's not anymore <laughs> it's not anymore um i would say like you know because there also is like rock and roller coaster and tower of terror and there is like a lot of other like the shows and stuff so you could definitely get two full days out of that park i want to um, talk about the shows I want to talk about the shows. Well, because I think that's another reason. Now that Fantasmic is back, I want to make sure that's yeah. like I want to see that. That is like my favorite all-time Disney show. Yeah. You guys are so funny with your shows. I'm I like, love oh, the Disney show, the Frozen sing along, the Indian yeah. show. There's good stuff. I don't Ashley's think I've seen a. Sh- I don't think I've seen a show at ho- at like um hollywood studios since it was mgm studios oh my goodness <laughs> it's like indiana jones was there then so you've probably done it no i've done indiana jones but that's it i haven't done any of the other ones yeah you're missing out okay but okay, again so we're, we're we've now come around to see your point of view kim you can do <laughs> hollywood studios for two days okay thanks you can there do you hollywood studios for two days okay it's not it's nothing is set in stone yet but that's just where we're we're leaning okay Okay, so uh, we so that we have a basic strategy for you. You're gonna choose your rise lightning lane first. 
Yes. Yeah. And then Slinky Dog. And, and then two hours later, I'm going to try to get something else big. Um, I mean, you'll be able so Or rope uh, drop. If you're rope dropping, then I would rope drop. Here, okay, here's an unpopular opinion. Okay. If you are doing two days, I would probably rope. Everybody's going to be heading to Slinky Dog Dash or Rise. Mm-hmm. And I would go to Minnie and Mickey. I would go straight to Minnie and Mickey. I would ride that. And then I would walk over and do Toy Story Mania. Okay. Because Toy Story Mania does get a long wait, but not until the second hour of the park opens, typically. Because people are kind of, that's like a second tier. Because that's everybody's second ride. So I would do Mickey and Minnie's and then Toy Story Mania, which might be a 20-minute wait, but it tends to go pretty quick. Mm -hmm. Um, And then by that point, you've already gotten the lightning lane for rise or slinky dog dash and then if you're there the whole day then at some point like you can either try again for slinky dog dash it might open or you know depending on the park volume you might be like okay it's only a 45 minute wait for slinky dog dash we'll just do it or you can do it at the end of the night okay let's move on quickly and cover the other two parks this is such a good deep dive on genie plus Thank you for doing this for us. You are welcome. <laughs> we need to talk about Magic Kingdom and Animal Yes. Kingdom. Okay. So let's I'll pretend be, it's I'll... a one day or. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Magic Kingdom one day. I think your priority is Mind Train. That's obviously probably where I would head would be straight to Mind Train. Um, and then, you know, you kind of have a couple ways of doing it. I think because there are so many rides, you typically don't have an issue getting some sort of lightning lane all the way until park closing for some things. And typically like you can still get all the mountains, those pop up throughout the day, unless it's a super heavy day, you're going in January. I don't think you're going to have as many issues. So personally, how I would do it is I would be like, all right, mine train first. And then if I rope drop magic kingdom, I would probably head to, you know, one of the other like bigger rides that you like want to do. Um, and then I would just do the same thing. So I would just go and pick, okay, and pick another lightning lane. I would probably pick like, okay, Haunted Mansion, because they have like a million throughout the day. So I'd be like, okay, Haunted Mansion, I'd walk over to Haunted Mansion, tap in, and then I'd probably pick like, you know, whatever was next. So like Big Thunder Mountain, whatever, that sort of thing. And then I would just eat 12 Dole Whips. That's typically my, <laughs> if, you, if you have like, I would say the first hour, you know, that the park is open, and extra magic hours like that's really where you can ride a ton of rides in a row like I would go like into you know whatever the areas where the carousel is and do like you know Peter Pan's flight and um it's a small world and all those you can like kind of hop between them and you could Mm -hmm. do probably like a handful of rides it's the middle of the day where the lines are longer and that's kind of what I would do like the shows or the other stuff that's only like 15, 20 minutes. And then I would just prioritize your genie plus on the big rides that have long waits. Um, and then while you're waiting for those big rides, you can go do some of the smaller things or the shows or, um, you know, the meet and greets or whatever is, you know, or eat dull whips, like whatever is on your agenda, but magic kingdom kind of has enough to entertain you without the rides. I think. Right. 
And we're going on a day that has ex- the extra hours at the end. Mm, oh, perfect. So we may even just take a break in the middle. Oh, I would leave. I would, yeah. I would, that's what I would do is I would rope drop, go pick the, you know, go get your 7 a.m. mine train, rope drop, do whatever you like. Once the lines start to get 30, 40 minutes, like mm-hmm. I would leave for, and I would go for a nap and I'd come back at like 3, 4 p.m. Yeah, I think that's kind of our, that's going to be our strategy. Because if not, you're going to have really cranky kids. Yeah. And we're working in days off too. Like we've, yeah, we're, we might oh, take nice. two full days where we're just like taking it easy. All right. We have one more park to get to. Animal Kingdom, go. Okay. So Animal Kingdom, I would rope drop Pandora. I would buy a Genie Plus. Oh, I probably wouldn't even do Genie Plus for Animal Kingdom. But if you did buy Genie Plus, I would probably pick either Pandora or Kilimanjaro, and then I would rope drop the other one. So I would probably just rope drop Pandora because it's pretty easy to get. I would do Kilimanjaro. And then after I rode the first Pandora, I would go ride the second Pandora ride. And then, you know, you can do Everest single rider. That's pretty easy. And then dinosaur, because I actually really like that ride, even though other people don't. Oh my gosh. Um, I love that ride. (laughs) <laughs> Listen, you can always Fine. get yourself a lightning lane for dinosaur. Oh um, my gosh. Okay. So I, I, yeah, I'm I like, kind of like it too, although I think it needs a, some refurb, some refurbishments. A little I bit. mean, it's a little old. Yeah. But okay. I'm, I'm very much like I prioritize the rides. Like, I think there are people that prioritize the food. There are people that like prioritize the characters or the shows. And I'm just, I prioritize the rides the most. Okay. Yeah, girl, I'm with you. So for me, I'm like, um, and the little roller coaster they're getting, are they getting rid of that roller coaster completely? The one that's um, near Triceratops Spin? Oh, it, it's been closed for a really long time. I mean, not that long. Like, since no? COVID. The, well, okay. Well, I guess it was the last time I was there. But that's like two years. Yeah, but the last two years don't really count as years, so. True, true. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, so I, I kind of prioritize the rides first. And the good thing about Animal Kingdom, though, is I think you can really, like with Genie Plus, get all the rides done the first half of the day. And then you have time to do, like, the character meet and greets and the shows and, like, you know, the animals, which is really cool to, like, walk around and see, like, the gorillas and all that stuff. Um, so it just depends on your, on your, you know, preference of things. But I would say if you're picking, if you're, you know, on a budget and you're picking which parts you need Lightning Lane for or Genie Plus, I would say Hollywood Studios and Magic Kingdom are the two that you probably need Genie Plus for, or that would make your life easier if you had Genie Plus. Okay. What what is your, that's your plan? Wait, what? reiterate what's your plan Ken? oh i think i'm agreeing with the same thing um that we're just gonna do it for the two parks for hollywood studios and magic kingdom and then so for three days are you gonna buy genie plus for both hollywood studio days? oh yeah maybe we'll just get it for the one day okay so you might you really might do five days in the parks but only two of them you'll buy genie plus yeah how does that sound that sounds good. Yeah. Because if no, we prioritize rides for the day that we buy Genie Plus, and then maybe the second day, prioritize studios, prioritize, yeah, shows. And for Animal Kingdom and Epcot, you can do without it. 
are right. and are do you, you think can do you'll about it. do you think you'll <laughs> buy any lightning lanes a la carte? Um, no, I don't think so. Okay, I don't think. But as no. a backup, you could if you need right. to buy. Yeah. Okay. You, well, you don't need to buy Cosmic we're Rewind. We're going to test it. Yeah, yeah. Because it's free. You get that one for free, the Cosmic Rewind. And you're yeah. doing... This is an important part of your strategy is staying on property so you get the half hour extra time in the morning yes. and doing the two strategic days so that you yep. get extra hours at Epcot on Monday, extra hours at Magic Kingdom on Wednesday. Exactly. I mean, I think that's a huge part of the strategy. I mean, I think that's probably worth more than the Genie Plus, honestly. Mm-hmm. Right. I do too. I keep seeing pictures that people post in Facebook groups of the two hours that they're open late and they're like, the parks are pretty dead. Yeah. yeah. All the kids are um, asleep by then. Do you really want you to share about hacking a VIP tour? Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yes. VIP tour. I found a way to hack it. And I feel like not enough people know about this hack. Um, so there is a Facebook group <laughs> where people join other people who want to do VIP tours. And for me, like as a solo traveler, it's really hard for me to like convince nine people to go. And well, first of all, I can't convince nine people to go to Disney. I much less can't, <laughs> can't convince nine people to also split like a $450 an hour tour. And so I thought it was something that I would just never get to do. Like until I like, you know, arrive or something yeah you know what I mean like until I decide like oh spending two thousand dollars on a day at Disney is like a once in a lifetime thing and I need to do it but I was able to do 10 hours at Disney for like 400 bucks um so basically um I found a group on face there's like one main group on Facebook and there was a a group looking for two more people I reached out to them and I was like hey if this woman had posted a bunch and I was like hey I know you you know, need two more people, but I'm, you know, by myself and I'm 110% going to be there in those days. Like, let me know a week out. They still hadn't found another two people. So I got to join their group and then they had booked 10 hours and it was a girl's, it was like her grandmother bought her the tour for her like grad college or grad school graduation or something. And so they did 10 hours. And, um, I guess there was a couple people in the group who complained that they, you know, we're only going to pay the 425 or whatever. And so the grandmother actually paid for the last hour on her own. So we each only paid 425 for 10 hours at Disney. Um, and it was fine. I like everybody was very nice. I did a group with adults. Like there's definitely, you can find other groups with kids. And it's funny. I've read some people who like met another family with kids the same age and they split the VIP tour and they like are now like the best of friends. So it definitely could like work out where you meet cool people. Um, for me, I was mostly trying to save the money. And so I saved a ton of money. Um, I probably wouldn't do another 10 hour tour again. We did all four parks, 10 hours. Um, it was a little much, I would say even, um, for an adult, and it was also a hundred and something degrees. It was horrible, horribly hot in May. Um, so if I had to do it again, I would do it when it's cooler. And then I probably would just prioritize two parks. Like I probably would prioritize um, Hollywood Studios and Magic Kingdom because they're the most rides. And then I maybe would 
because Epcot's kind of annoying to get in and out, but um, with the VIP tour, because you go out in and out like private entrances or like backstage areas, which is kind of mm-hmm. cool. Um, and you kind of like <laughs> learned a lot. Like um, there's in Pandora where the, when they were building those like tall, they're not trees, but whatever they are, um, they used actual climbers to like paint them. Like they had people like actually like like rock climbers. And there's a couple places where they forgot to remove the little things where you, uh, you know, like a rock wall, they have mm-hmm. this thing where you climb up. They forgot mm-hmm. to remove a couple of them. So she like pointed out some places that like, okay, this actually wasn't in the original design and they just like left it there. And then they get some uh-huh. hidden Mickey, hidden Mickey's we didn't know about. Um, and so it definitely, um, it definitely was interesting. And I, if you can af- swing the $400, I would recommend it because it was like, yeah, I think it was well worth it because you could really do like one or two days worth of VIP tours and not need a whole week at Disney because the day that you're doing the VIP tours, you're getting on all the rides. Because you're just skipping the line. You're skipping the line. Okay. Yeah. Well, you're going in through the lightning lane. So there's a couple rides that you do skip the whole line. Um, but then some of them you go through the lightning lane. So for, you kind of have to be strategic. And so I think if I had to do it over again, like if I was planning for my group, I would start at, I don't know if I would start first thing in the morning, but I would start with Hollywood studios and start with rise because when we got to rise, it was our second park. Um, and we still had to wait like probably 20 minutes in the lightning lane to get on the ride and that ride takes a little bit of time. So it definitely eats up your, eats up your time. Um, so it just depends on what you, you know, what you want to do, but it's definitely great if you have like, you know, the extra cash. Cause it's now I don't want to do Disney in any other way. <laughs> like Now I'm mm-hmm. like, Oh, we can't do a VIP tour. I don't know if I want to go. <laughs> <laughs> Cause it was really, it was really fun. And then they, they have a private area for fireworks, which I normally don't watch because I, nor- I normally go for rides, but we did mm-hmm. watch the fireworks at magic kingdom, which was really nice. And they bring you ice cream and I don't know, it's kind of fun. Um, and it was really cool to like, we got one of the original, um, original VIP tour ladies. Like she had been a VIP tour guide for like 15 or 20 years. Mm. But she also told us some secrets of who is not nice and which celebrities don't tip. Oh and it gosh. was like really interesting. Um, Can well, you tell us one? I've heard JLo doesn't tip. Oh, well, this one was about Usher. Oh. Yeah. He doesn't so tip. She said she does not like Usher at all, that she did four days of VIP tours with Usher and that they tipped her $50 for oh four whole days. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Also, wow. you need to tip you. You need to tip your VIP tour guides. So that's something reminder. that people, um, like they say that you don't need to, but like pretty much everybody does. They typically like go above and beyond for you, and you know it's hot and they're walking around with you all day. So I always, you know, make sure that you're tipping your VIP tour guides. But um, there's definitely like, um, and you get a pin. So I got this special edition, like. Um, you get a VIP tour pen that you can only get if you do a VIP tour. I don't know where mine is because I don't really collect the pens, but I did keep it. Um, so you do get some kind of other things and then you get to go in the backstage areas, which is cool. So I definitely recommend it. And the only way I know to make it cheaper is definitely to do one of the Facebook groups. So one of them is called Smart Moms Do Disney. Um, and they have some people in there. I booked it through 
another one that's like I don't know if you just search on Facebook like you know VIP tour share it'll come up for Disney mm-hmm. um but I definitely would do it again like it was super fun um I've done that with the memory maker do you know what that is like the the photo pass oh no. like you can share it you can share it so Disney has the memory maker thing where you can buy all of your photos that they take that the Disney photographers take for one mm-hmm. price mm-hmm. but it's normally like $200 for your whole trip or whatever mm-hmm. but you can get in with people who are within like two or three weeks of your trip and split mm-hmm. it with them mm-hmm. and you just share a password oh, oh my yeah. gosh and so you did that through a Facebook group I did yeah so it ended That's up costing amazing. us like $25 and what? to get all of your photo pass photos yep Totally. Okay, I'm over here thinking I got a good deal for 400 but Kim's <laughs> like, I got all my photos for a dollar. <laughs> Why didn't you get real about that? Um, you know, because I forget. That's but... amazing. Well, guess I don't ever real about it. Yeah, it's coming. <laughs> Adding it to the list. But yeah, I, I know they do the tours at Paris and they're cheaper in Paris. Like most things, the foreign parks are cheaper. Um, and so I have heard that you can do Paris um, with a VIP tour, but um, I haven't, oh, obviously haven't done that. And I, I would like to though, now that I know exists. What I really am trying to get an invite to is Club 30. And I'm just like, I have a lot of Instagram followers. Like somebody who follows me has to have a hookup and for in. Club 30. And so, have you asked? Okay. I haven't seen you ask. I have asked. I have asked once. I don't want to be that person that's like, hey. oh, okay, I see. You just it's, want someone to I, offer. Yeah, I want somebody to offer. But then, yeah. um, so I have a friend who actually got to do, who his friend is a club 33, club whatever member. And he got to do that thing. Like my friend Mark. And I was like, wait. And he's like, oh yeah, I went to club 33. And I was like, excuse me, what? Like just nonchalant. He's like, oh yeah, I got guested in. And I'm like, oh, I would have gone. Like I would have dropped whatever I was doing. Kim and I are having way too much fun recording these episodes. Thanks so much for supporting the Disney Points podcast by using our links when you open a credit card. Soon we'll have links right in the show notes, but for now, just make sure you're following both of us on Instagram. You can find me, Sam, at Almost Free Traveling, and Kim is at that Minivan Life blog. Most of our favorite credit cards are linked right in our bios on Instagram, but if for some reason you can't find the one you're looking for, make sure you send us a message because we love chatting with you. Thanks again.